Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to another episode of Horror Around the Globe, our foreign horror series where we explore horror from around the globe. And <laughs> we are American, so these are films from not the United States. I know that we have listeners from all over the world. Shout out. I see that. That's super cool. <laughs> and I know that some of you may be from these areas, but for us, this is foreign horror. And today we are traveling to Argentina. And this is a Shudder original film, so if or it has been picked up by Shudder at some point, but it is on Shudder, and if you would like to stream it, this is called Terrified from 2017. And I will give it to this. Uh, this was a, a really unique film, a take on a paranormal mm-hmm. investigation film. Agreed. It was. It made me think of the goddamn the make me scream hhh we did and you sent me that video of the creature that was like behind the cabinet because a lot of these ghosts in this are like in cracks in the wall or behind cabinets and things like that it's like very otherworldly you know how like in harry potter when they're like traveling through the pipes you know like (laughs) these they're traveling through like tap water and stuff and it actually starts out very violent yes right off the bat there's this woman and she hears something in her sink drain basically plotting to kill her and her husband's like yeah 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 whatever and her husband Juan poor Juan he should have just listened to her she's like he's like what the fuck and that night he is he wakes up to like this thumping sound and he thinks it's his neighbor next door because his neighbor says that he's been like renovating his house but he goes into the bathroom and his wife's body is hovering in midair and like just back and forth between the walls just slamming against the wall as if it's being just like thrown and forced and like her head is just beating on the wall over and over back and forth and back and forth and it's really brutal, actually. It is. But my only, it was like a laughable frustration. My only frustration with this scene was he was telling her to stop doing it. Like, do you honestly think that your wife can hover and slam her body against the walls? You think that's what's happening right now? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, stop telling her to stop. But I think yeah. it's like, it's like, like panic. and Yeah. Yeah. Like you see your wife hovering and she's like flying in the air and you're like, please stop. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Or, like, there's a point when he grabs her and he holds her against the wall and she stopped, like, moving around the shower stall, which is great, but then she's slamming her head back against the the shower stall still, at least. And he's like, stop. And I'm like, put your hand behind her head and maybe she will. Or, like, he never tries to pull her down. No! (laughs) He tries to, like, hold her still, but doesn't actually try to pull her down. But granted, like, I don't know if it was implied that he couldn't. Yeah. Like, if she was suspended by, like, a force that he couldn't actually physically pull her down. But it's really awful. Like, when we've seen, like, heads banging against walls in horror movies. But when I tell you this is one of the, like, bloodiest, most, like, graphic. The whole shower stall. Yeah. It's, It's incredibly graphic. And 
but it was really well done. It wasn't like grotesque graphic, if that makes sense. Agreed. Like you don't see her head like smash in or anything. Like you don't see brains and stuff, but there is blood everywhere. Yeah, it was really well done, I thought. Mm-hmm. And he's just on the floor staring up at her. And it's really sad. And I would never go back to that house ever again. Never. No. Ever, never. But it doesn't really matter because he's not gonna because he gets thrown in jail for the like there's nobody else in this house except for the husband and wife now she's dead so of course it had to be the husband right now you're going to jail because you didn't believe your wife about the pipes believe your wife when they say weird things uh yes if i say that there's something in the house (laughs) there's something in the house right Granted, I, I you can take me to go get checked for mental health issues. Yeah, that's fair, but do something. Because I have them. I'm not saying I don't. <laughs> right. But it would be a little out of character for me to be like, there is something that is talking about killing me. I just need you to... And if you take me out of the house and it's still happening, the next move is like a priest and <laughs> <Right>. also <laughs> let's do a brain scan. Just cover all the bases. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so... He does get taken in. But what's actually really interesting is they don't just automatically like think he's crazy. So there's actually this team of people that has realized that there's something really strange going on in his neighborhood. And so they want more information about it. And so they kind of ask him a little bit more information. And later on, they ask him if they can stay in his house. But before that, we get I think what was a f- their flashbacks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that you can get introduced to these people that are talking to him. There is a police officer, a paranormal investigator. She's a doctor. And there is also this man who used to be a coroner, I believe he mm-hmm. was. And they are talking to him, trying to get some information and saying that something weird happened there. And also something similar happened in the United States. And so they're trying to piece together what happened. And they also tell him they don't necessarily not believe him that he didn't do anything. They're just trying to figure out what happened. Mm -hmm. Which most cops are like, you know, you killed her. What did you do? And he's like, I swear to God, I didn't do anything. (laughs) So I like that this takes a little bit of a different approach as far as that goes. They automatically are like, there's some spooky shit going on here. Agreed. We don't really see like the and the harsh investigation with the cops like yelling at him or anything. I liked that too. Yeah. And but what we what it shows us is that they've definitely seen some shit. Yes. In this neighborhood. So they go to we we see them in this neighborhood and there was this man who he that we thought was renovating his house where those noises were coming from, but it ended up being his wife um, getting fucked up in the shower. Right. He's not actually renovating his house. Every night, this poor man that lives next door to this poor woman that just got killed. And this is a flashback. So this happened before when he tries to go to sleep, something is happening, moving his furniture around, shaking his bed. And so he decides he's going to pull a paranormal activity Mm-mm. Put up a video camera to film it, and he's oh my god! This okay, this was actually one of the scariest parts of the movie, in my opinion. Yes, this movie is actually creepy. I was really, I was happy. Yes, I always get a little concerned when they put the monster artwork front mm-hmm. and center on the like the cover because it just gets a little. I'm like, okay, so it doesn't look not scary, but also 
am I going to just see that the whole time? And are you right. going to like, how are you going to present that? Because I've already seen your scariest thing, but also that's a really bold move to do. Yes. And it is scary. Like look up the cover. He kind of creeps me out sometimes just looking at the cover. Yeah. If you seeing it a lot kind of takes the power away potentially. But they actually did a pretty good job and it doesn't look like that all the time either. Yeah. So he actually puts up this video camera and this thing like slinks out from under his bed and from goes in and out of his wardrobe. And it looks like a tall, like naked older man, but kind of almost like not human, but very human-esque. Yes. And so he is just staring at this guy sleeping. And when this guy sees that, he's just sitting there staring at his camera, realizes that the thing went into his wardrobe, opens the wardrobe, there's nothing there. So then he sits down and this is with his back to the wardrobe. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And he's like watching a video where you, I mean, like I get it, it's a video camera, there is some sound, but there's not really sound. But this fucking cabinet opens up and it creaks. Do you not hear that behind you? He is all sorts of wrapped up in oh, yeah. and in I, this video. How? How? Knowing that it just went in the cabinet behind you. Like, he checked it out and there's nothing in there. But are you fucking kidding me? You watched it go in there. No. I would have run out of that house. Correct. Gone Check to that him. shit on the street. I know that I'm a, I'm a woman and I would probably have a different instinct of, like, go to a neighbor, get help, you know. And mm-hmm. a man might be more willing to, like, stay and fight. You know what I mean? Mm, true. But I would have run out of that fucking house, <laughs> gone to a neighbor, and been like, there's a fucking naked-ass man watching me sleep. And Dude, right? Here's the video. video of it. <laughs> and he actually has tried to reach out to this paranormal investigator and basically been like, hey, can you fucking help me? And he's trying to get video proof for her because she's telling him no. Because there's not enough proof. And she's super busy and doesn't have the time to come check it out herself, which sucks. But I'm sure that happens a fucking lot, too. Yeah, I mean, if especially because she seems to be, like, he kept getting referrals to her, so she seems to be, like, pretty hot shit, you know? Yeah, and she does check it out eventually, which I thought was really cool. It's very professional. Good job, lady. She does come to his house to check it out. He's not there, but she tries. Yeah, it's after she he sent in some videos, yeah. but she does show up a little bit too late there. Yeah. But it comes out of the wardrobe behind him and like, and you just see its hand like tap him on the, or like grab his shoulder and then he screams and then we change to someone else and it's like, oh God, he's super fucking dead. Super fucking dead, bro. Gone. He's out. And then you just don't ever see him again. He just completely goes missing. No, but we do see like his house, the blinds are closed, but there's someone, we don't we don't know exactly if it's him, but there's someone peeking out at a kid who's playing on, like, he's drinking from this guy's well right outside his house, and someone is telling him, get away from my house, and this kid leaves and gets run over by a bus in the middle of the fucking street. Oh my god, that's that was so terrible. It was really sad, and that's kind of what kicks off everyone coming to this neighborhood because this kid dies in the middle of the street. And that's also actually pretty graphic. It doesn't show the kid like, but it does show them like washing his blood off the street. Mm -hmm. And so it is really, really sad. 
But the cop that we get is actually the boyfriend of the mom who lost the child. And then all these people come to obviously the wake and the funeral. But after that, this kid's body shows back up at his mom's house. Yeah, it's like pet cemetery. Like he came back, but he doesn't move that you can see. Like he obviously, you see his little muddy footprints and handprints and stuff at some point throughout her house. So you know he walked there, but he doesn't let you see him move. Right. Like he's sitting at the table and the former coroner, and he's also a paranormal investigator and her ex-boyfriend, the mom's ex-boyfriend and police officer. They come to basically see what's going on, and that kid's corpse is just sitting at the end of the dining room table, and they're, like, looking at it, like, what the hell? And they cut the lights and look away, and it spills a glass of milk. Yeah. But they don't see anything. Yeah, but then they turn it back on, and they're like, did he move? Was that arm there before? And you don't know. You don't know. I I would know. I would be like, <laughs> Right. Nope. And like the paranormal investigator, he's like trying to like soothe this guy and like, you know, give him some like, okay, well, maybe it's got some logical explanation. A lot of times, you know, people that are grieving horrible, tragic deaths go and get the body because this police commissioner is not handling this well. Yeah, I really liked the coroner who was trying to talk him through it where he's basically like, all right, so this is what you're going to tell your staff. And the police officer's like, is that really what happened? And he's like, no. But that's what you're going to tell your staff because (laughs) that kid is alive and dead and we need to figure this out so that, you know, this mom isn't put in an insane asylum for fucking years. Right. And so he's trying to, like, talk him through this and also talking to the kid, like, why did you come back? Yes, which I really liked. It wasn't the... He wasn't creeped out by the kid. He he calls him kiddo, and he's, like, trying to be really sweet with this corpse that's sitting there of, yeah, why did you come back? Did did you come back for a purpose? Did you come back to help your mom? What's going on? I have a question. Yeah. Did we ever get that answer? No. I didn't think so. I don't think so. That, that was... Okay, so... Just I was going to say this at the end, but there is actually a terrified two that they are going to be making. So maybe we'll get some answers there. Also, Guillermo del Toro is going to do a remake of this for Searchlight. That has nothing to do with finding answers, but that's interesting. So maybe we'll find some answers there. But I agree. I didn't. That is the one thing I kind of didn't like that it did become just the actiony paranormal activity type thing at the end, which is fair. That's fun. That's creepy. But we didn't actually get any answers like that. Yeah, I like it started out with like a pretty solid plot, I felt Mm -hmm. like. But then towards the end, so basically we have this corpse. We actually end up putting the corpse in a freezer because they can't just like walk this corpse around town, you know. Mm -hmm. And the corpse, like the little boy's body or this uh, undead child basically is like rattling around in there and so now the doctor has also showed up the other paranormal investigator and she's involved and they're all seeing that this thing is alive this this body of this child is really alive and he has returned from the cemetery so they put him in a freezer we realize that that other neighbor has gone missing and they put the kid like he's moving around in there making noise he's kind of like moaning And so it's like, that's really the last we ever see of that 
kid, I think. Well, eventually we get to the paranormal investigators and the cop are going to go to each of these three houses at night and kind of stay there all night and, you know, do the spooky things that we know we're going to see in a horror movie. Right. And the cop does see the little boy. He ends up doing what we all want to do in a horror movie and burn these houses down because, you know, they're just, right, just yeah. they're ruined forever. And he goes to the boy's room and opens the door and the little boy shuts it. And then he just continues to burn the house down, which is great. So we see him for like half a second. But yeah, he doesn't really come back into it at all. Yeah. And like then, so basically, like Chris just said, after all of this, they decide that they're going to go to each of these houses because a lot of these houses in this neighborhood have had these paranormal occurrences. So Walter has gone missing. Juan's wife was killed. This little boy was killed and then just returned to his house. So they're going to stay in all of these homes, but they're all going to do it separately, which I was like, "Mm, why don't you just spend one night together at a time? Like first night here, second night here, third night here. Why do we have to separate? Y'all are all going to die. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Bad idea. Y'all should be smarter than that. And then they also bring this man that did a similar investigation in the United States. So we actually have four people. And he stays with the cop because the cop is like, uh, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't do this. So that they and they obviously get some experiences and that's where you start to see a lot of these things. So we see these weird like spoons and forks magnetized to this cabinet that's not supposed to be a magnet. And then one of these guys hands gets stuck to it. And this was like a fork or a knife goes through his hand and something sucks the blood from his hand through the cabinet. Yeah. That was cool and creepy. Yeah. It's like a lot of really different things that I haven't Mm -hmm. seen before happen in this film, which are really cool. And these things just start coming for these people and they start showing up in different areas. And one guy's looking across the street and talking to another guy on the phone and says he sees it in the window, but only when he stands in certain places. And then it shows up where he's standing at his window and he loses his eyes somehow. Yes. Well, I mean, I was wondering the same thing because he ends up in the like like an alcohol cabinet where glasses and stuff are but at the same time if that thing was outside the window maybe it like shattered the window into his eyes or maybe it broke those wine glasses and just like gouged his eyes with the stems gross (laughs) yeah but yeah so basically as that happens each investigator dies in some like horrible gruesome way from these things and like the female doctor investigator realizes there's this crack in this wall and she sees what's kind of she figures out that they can like travel through the tap water which is why that one woman died in the shower and like that little boy he was drinking from the well Mm -hmm. and then he got hit by the bus and the other guy where they were by the sink and like all these things it's all tied to the drains and the water and she's standing by a crack in the wall which i would assume has a pipe in it and it just this thing like comes out and like this hand breaks her neck yeah it was so cool so creepy and then the fucking cop has like a heart attack dude <laughs> terrible terrible but yeah like if if you're gonna have a heart attack at this it's gonna be watching this woman and her neck broken by something that came through a crack in the wall honestly i feel like that's not done very often in horror films yes i think it should be done more often like uh, maybe not enough to make it a trope but it, i feel like it's real If you're terrified, like the title, enough, you're going to have a heart attack. 
The one thing I remember from one movie was Child's Play 3. Chucky yeah. caused a heart attack. And then it happens in this one. And he survives it, but he knows he's had a heart attack. Uh-huh. Because he's passed out. He's clutching his chest. He's in a lot of pain. And the they okay, so they I think pretty much sedated the mother of this child also because they had mentioned they were going to give her Valium previously mm-hmm. and she has been asleep like for like a day. <laughs> yeah. And she comes to and sees this cop who was, again, her ex-partner, not cop partner, I should say lover, her ex-boyfriend, and is like, he's like, please take me to the hospital. And she's like, um, no, you kind of been an asshole. Yeah. And I watched you bring your friend here who took my son and put him in a chest freezer. And then he took it back to the cemetery and not only buried him, but covered him in concrete. And you can see her hands are like dirty, like she tried to unbury him again. She is not mentally stable at this point. Right. And so she's like, no, I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to do that. So he actually runs away from these houses, gets in his car and bails. And I don't, I don't really blame him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So then we kind of cut then like the other cops are calling him and they're like, where the fuck are you at? And one of his other cops is like, I'm at the houses and you're not here. And he's like, you need to get the fuck away from those houses. Yeah. It feels, or it felt very much to me like the grudge, like you're not supposed to be in the house. You're going to be cursed now. And he has to go back and save them and burn the place down. I was like, yes, let's do this. Yeah. And so back at the actually psychiatric facility where Juan is now at, the police are trying to question him because now all these other people are dead and they cut back to he's being questioned and they're telling him that this cop is a fugitive now because he went back and burned down all these houses with people inside of them. Like the whole neighborhood is just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were obviously other people that lived there. We see that there was one family that we've at least talked to that was friends with a little boy and his mom, you know? Yeah, but we also... So the mom ended up hanging herself in one of the houses that he burns down. So we're not quite sure. Like, yes, absolutely. He probably burned down quite a few houses. They're all really close together, kind of touching. It probably happened. But at the same time, do they not know that she... like? They may not know she hung herself, and they may think that he burned her alive, stuff like that. That's true. I mean, it's it, depending on how burned things get, it's hard mm-hmm. to tell if they've left traces. A lot of you can tell a lot of things, but depending on how burned down it was when they got to it, may not <laughs> right. have been able to tell. And also, all of these things are paranormal, so who knows exactly what was actually left to find. And so Juan at the psychiatric hospital is like, hey, there's a tall man behind you and I recognize him and he's this dude. And they turn around and they don't see anything. And then an empty chair flies towards them. And so one of the people that got killed is now some supernatural force that also followed them. Yeah. One of the paranormal investigators. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I think that, and that's pretty much the story. Like it is very much like a paranormal investigation type thing, but there's like a whole neighborhood affected and Mm -hmm. you don't really ever find out what these things are. You don't really get an explanation. And I'm fine with not knowing what the creatures are. The only big thing I had an issue with was why the 
boy came back, which they did answer a little bit towards the end when they said, hey, there's a big man behind you. And it was one of the paranormal investigators. So it seems to me that when they die from the hands of one of these things, they become some sort Mm -hmm. of them, which is what I would assume. But it was there were some like little loose ends that I was like, wait, what? what? Why did Mm -hmm. we do that? Or where did that come into play? But I see where they tried to at least tie them together without really explicitly going into detail about it. Because I also have a problem when a film thinks you're stupid and has to spell it out for you like a book. Right. So it's like you got to walk that fine line. But with us getting a second one, potentially, that could be awesome. We could get more explanation or it could suck. But the fact that this was so scary and did try to give us some story, I have hope. Right. And I was wrong. It is not a Shudder original, but Shudder did pick it up and put it. It just says Shudder original, but I think they do that sometimes when it they just pick up mm-hmm. something before anybody else does. And they're like, it's right. ours. We did it. Right. But it, it, like I said, it is on Shudder. But it's interesting that there's not really a ton of like information, but I'm, I love that Del Toro loved this film. Yes. I think that's awesome that he's already planned to make a a remake of this for Searchlight Films. So that's already going to be a thing. And Del Toro, I mean, come on. That's going to be fucking scary. And it's kind of interesting because the monsters actually do very much remind me of something Del Toro would put together. You know, Agreed. Agreed. So his budget's going to be great with it. Oh, yeah. The studio is going to be like, do with whatever you want. (laughs) Right. And I'm interested to see, like, if Del Toro will come out with his first or if the second one Mm -hmm. will come out first. If Del Toro is going to let the second one come out first and kind of see what the original creator does. Right. And maybe tie Terrified and Terrified 2 into his, like, one film. Mm -hmm. If I made a movie and Del Toro was like, I want to remake it, I would, one, be honored and two, be terrified right i'd be like are you sure am i gonna be able to watch it (laughs) i don't mean terrified like as a callback to the name of the movie but i would also be terrified to be like his is gonna be way fucking better than mine and it's Uh mine like yeah he's gonna show up my work and it's mine (laughs) right but also it's del toro and if you it's, it's sad but true but if you really want you know like the grudge if you really want people to go back and watch juan that's what the american market did for that and that's what del toro could do for your film like so many more people could see this movie because of that oh yeah i would just oh god if you see del toro's first and then you came back and you watched yeah. like like if it was mine or whatever i'd be like oh god <laughs> like you know <laughs> but this one right. shouldn't feel any type of way like this was a, a really good film so mm-hmm. it doesn't have a ton of rotten tomatoes reviews it has 13 critic reviews that have been counted and it has 100 plus so it's got a 65 percent audience rating and a 77 percent critic consensus on rotten tomatoes so a pretty decent score there i would say and obviously it won so it went out onto the festival circuit first obviously it, it was especially when it's being a foreign film it hits mm-hmm. those festivals in other countries and it swept the festival circus circuit when it hit the festivals it did really really well which is why when shutter shutter is obviously when they are in tune to these horror Mm -hmm. festivals when they get something like that they're like hey you wanna you wanna (laughs) 
And the writer, director, I guess, started writing the second one during COVID-19, which that's the pandemic lockdown I was probably, I know, oh, awful yeah. for so many people. But, but for we're going to get so much stuff out of it. I, yeah. It's going to be like the Renaissance after, you know, the Dark Ages. It's going to be great. People just got to sit around and be sad and creative. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get stuff like this. So, yeah. I would probably personally give it around a four. That's what I was thinking. I don't think it's like scary enough or anything to be a five, but it was creepy. Like there's, it's like that inner child in you. The fact that this thing is under your bed or in the closet, it's like the boogeyman and you actually see it a couple times under the bed and ooh, no, it was definitely a solid four. Good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I recommend, especially because Shudder is so accessible. It's only like $50 a year, by the way, for Shudder. It's it's very accessible and very affordable. Mm-hmm. And you can even get like Shudder Lite through Amazon Prime. <sighs> Not sponsored Shudder, but like, you know. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You know, yeah. <laughs> we plug you enough. Let's go. Right. Just all this free labor for Shudder here. <laughs> It was definitely different. The monsters were different mm-hmm. and the way that they traveled around was different. And it wasn't just like a demon or a ghost. Like you don't really know what it is. So yeah, it looks almost kind of alieny at some points. Yeah. It's a good, good monster. Yeah. So I recommend it and we appreciate you hanging out with us for this review of terrified from Argentina. And of course you can find us on all of our socials. Everything is the extra sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the extra sisters. And if you would like additional content and reviews, and if you would like to request reviews, you can head over to Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast. Until next time, stay creepy.